welcome back to the Bring It Back podcast. My name is Nathan. And I'm Micah. And we wanna just have really authentic, unique conversations and try to tackle different topics that maybe you don't hear kind of navigated through the lens that we'll look at things through. We're gonna use the Bible as the lens and the foundation that builds our worldview and gives us kind of the answers to some of these questions that we're talking about. So thanks for joining and let's get into it. Welcome to the Bringing It Back podcast. My name is Nathan. And I'm Micah. Thanks for being We just did our intro. Pretty we did much. it. The one yeah. that we just listened to. That's what you heard the intro. Uh, this is we my name again. Yep. And that is his name again. Oh, man. Took it. Took a little break ourselves. We uh, did. Had, we took a week off. a week off. Sabbatical. Which actually did line up. Not out of a planned effort, uh-huh. uh, but we took a break in yeah. posting in our consistency. So we had, did. We've had one solid week. We of did posts. have one solid week. We've got two locked up in the chamber. This will be number three. Yeah. So, you know, rolling We're out. We're looking pretty good. Wait. It'll just give us another week to bank them Yeah, in, so just in case. We've got the holidays coming up. Probably going to be holidays. every week. Yeah. We're, we're, what are you going to be doing? Anything? You're going to be uh, back to I'll be, yeah, just back in Oklahoma City for Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. You sticking around here? That's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I believe this pod will post after. After she's been here, but my sister's gonna come and surprise my mom. Oh wow! Um, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, before all the holiday stuff uh-huh. builds up, and yeah, family stuff and Thanksgiving, Christmas. Um, yeah, it's a little bit different as you get older. Yeah. Like my brother has kids, and it's kind of fun to go over to his house be and uncle. be there, like his yeah. uncle Nate, whenever the kiddos are yeah, waking fun. up and get excited. Cause there's not that same. Magical the energy, gone. you know, Magic's it's been kinda, gone for oh, years now. It's so cheap, depressing. cheap day to fly. Yeah, uh, that's what that's Christmas true. is, you know. But I do enjoy spending that time with family. Pace of life maybe slows down. Yeah. We kind of just eat food, maybe tell some stories, look at pictures. I love going through pictures yeah, and talking about the past a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Hey, one of the. Oh, also, I was gonna ask. Did your mom listen to the pod we recorded the first one? Uh, I did? didn't. Does she know you're doing? She this? doesn't know yet. Yeah. Okay, I haven't told her. No, yeah. Actually, the other day I was in front of the computer and everybody was posting pictures of their Halloween costumes. Yeah. I didn't dress up. No. And I had a uh, microphone in front of me and I was just pretending. I was playing a character. I was like, I'm a podcaster. Yeah. Uh, and then my dad's response was, tell me more. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm doing a bit. Like, I'm a character. But in oh, the back yeah, of my mind, I was like, like, oh, I, yeah. I guess I but actually, kind of a podcaster. Yeah, we, we've, we've been doing this for a little bit now, so... I guess I could tell my family. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Someone asked me the other day that I thought was a really great question. They What's were, up? said, if you could take one aspect of your life and make it like marketable on social media, like you build your brand around this one. Thing. Oh, yeah. So some people do cooking videos, as they're saying. Some, some people, it's just a lifestyle. Yeah. It's just pictures of them. Some people, it's fashion. Some people, it's their podcast. What would your what would your thing be that you build your brand around? I have two ideas. Okay. Uh and maybe I'll do both of them in real life. <laughs> okay. No, but the first one that popped in my head, obviously pickleball. I say obviously. We yeah. were just talking about this we were 10 minutes ago. I love pickleball. Yeah. I'm, I'm an advocate. I am in the ministry of pickleball, yeah. telling the people of the goodness of pickleball. Right. Um, in my class, every week I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or board games. I um, love board and card games. You guys are always playing the card game. Dude, It'll yes. be real. We'll post at 2 p.m. and you'll be yep. at home, shirt off, playing the card game. Hey, man. Game. It's <laughs> priorities. It's important. That consistency. It's okay. so fun. I love being in that house with yeah. other competitive guys, and we'll get competitive even if it's over cards. Yeah. So. What about you? What would you Dude, build your brand around? Was, uh, my friend John asked me this, and I think, honestly, I was like, I like the podcast. Okay, I think nice. that would be Yeah. Because if I could do something, someone asked me if you do anything without working. Or like any pay sure. you want. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? Like money's not an object. And I was like, honestly, doing like podcasts full time, like just putting a lot of energy and effort into I like just it. this. Yeah. That'd be really fun. 
Thanks. So keep your eyes peeled. Quality is going to be I'm improving. This is it. The brand. Yeah. There's <laughs> so, an announcement. Uh, yeah, for sure. No, so no. I love it. Uh, let's see. Don't have a good transition. But as always, <laughs> they've already seen the title. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. So we. Were, I feel bad because I asked you if you wanted if you had anything on your heart to talk about, and then I just sent an idea anyways. No, I don't. Don't feel bad because I I said give me a little bit of time to think about it, and then you sent a great topic. So okay. it's like okay, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, something I've been thinking about a lot is this idea of being on fire for Jesus versus like a, having a good understanding and depth and like theological viewpoints, knowing what you believe about things and how they coexist yeah. and work together. Yeah. Because it feels like a lot of the times you only see the extremes. Nice. You see like the. Uh, and not stereotype, but I will like the circuit riders people sure. who are worshiping on a, on a corner of a street. They're excited. They're fired up. Let's share the gospel. And then you get the overly smart people who are often viewed as a little bit more cynical. And yeah. it's just like people always compare them to Pharisees. And it's like, oh, I don't know. But um, yeah, but it is what it is. But those two ideas and how they coexist. Yeah. The two ideas that I kind of thought about in the same realm of that yeah. is since we came from camp, yeah. Shepherd's Fold, right. the camp high, oh, yeah. you know, like as a camper or even as a staff member, yeah, uh, you're, you're motivated to wake up every day and read the Bible yeah. and practice that stuff because that's the community that you're surrounded by. Right. And then you kind of, you know, leave. <laughs> uh-huh. And then um, that consistency is kind of broken. And maybe even, you know, um, there's, there's a, destruction mm-hmm. of some of the stuff that was built right. and it may have just been that your foundation wasn't clearly established yeah. so that that was kind of the yeah, s- similar 100%. thing that you were looking at but i think the, uh, the I think context the, for me word you said there that's important for this conversation is foundation yeah is is like what what is your foundation of your faith on and for like if you go to a revival session or something like that or to a really good worship service and you have an encounter and you meet, you know, with with the Father through the through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm all about that. Yeah. But that in and of itself just cannot be the foundation of your faith. Mm. And I feel I feel that is kind of one of one of the underlying things in this conversation is like the foundation of your faith. Like if the foundation is in um, like a, an experience of some kind. Yep. Like guess what? Experiences are probably going to stop at some point. And your experience cannot determine your faith. It is like, yeah, honestly, a bit of chasing power. And I I know that God is, uh, you know, the most powerful being in the universe. Right. But he's not the only being in the universe that offers power. Uh, And so I think if, you know, those experiences Uh are power manifest. Right. And then our idol becomes that. Uh uh, That's kind of where we get into some dangerous waters. A hundred percent. But I actually had... I feel like, in a sense, sometimes if we have, like, depth in our relationship, or, no, if we have, like, depth in our understanding about God, okay. and I think we know the scriptures well, and yeah. we really desire knowledge, but we have no, like, no relationship with Jesus, we don't maybe have that, that passion or desire or, or being on fire. Yeah. Really, like, or we're kind of, like, making an idol of, of knowledge, in a sense. Yep. But then, in the other sense, when we have a relationship without knowledge, we just, I think, can drastically misunderstand God and who He is because we don't have, like, a depth and we don't have a knowledge about Him. So, yeah. it's like those, those, they need to coexist and, and go together. I don't, yeah, I don't think I'd, I, I, man, this is tough, but I don't think I'd want to serve a God who doesn't 
care about me, my uh -huh. emotions, but just rationally make sense. And he's yeah. just a master that I serve. Uh -huh. Like I think his expression of love to us comes in a lot of different forms. Maybe it could come through mm -hmm. supernatural healing. You have some incredible event right. that you can look back on in your life and say like that was, there, yeah. there was that power that was evident and now I'm remaining consistent yeah. in it. Or maybe your experience, um, you know, this was uh, a person that I met this is maybe six or seven years ago yeah. that shared with me a story about her pursuit of the Holy Spirit. She came from a Quaker community. Interesting. And she read in the Bible that there was baptism by the Holy Spirit. And she would go into the barn every single day and pray, like, God, give me this. Like, it's not present in my cir circumstance. Right. Like, I don't see this happening anywhere else. But I, I look to your word, and I want that. Mm -hmm. And she prayed, like, consistently mm -hmm. looking for kind of maybe this experience or at least just this expression, this promise from God yeah. uh, that is guaranteed here in the scripture that I'm uh -huh. to interface with you. I will send you a helper that does more than me. Uh, and then she experienced that baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And for her, that was a pivotal moment of recognizing like, ah, where I'm at now, I'm going to have to change. Yeah. Um, and the, the people around me um, aren't going, you know, to this scripture sure. to read. So like her pursuit of, you know, starting with consistency and then having that, that moment, it was kind of that balance yeah. of the two. And it's like, I don't want anybody to think that experiences are bad. Like I would still absolutely yeah. label myself as a charismatic, like, for, like I want oh, all would? this stuff. Yeah, yeah I would too. I yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> you were like, oh, we're hold on, on here, man. Yeah. Like, turn off the camera. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 I got you. No, I 100% would be charismatic and I love the gifts of this year yeah. and I'm all about experiencing those. But at the end of the day, like your faith can't be experience based, but I think your experiences can absolutely confirm your faith, but we just can't rely on the experiences yeah. and the big ups and downs. Cause that's the, the thing that people would make fun of about charismatics all the time is that they don't read their Bible sure. or with Pentecostals is that they're just all about the experience. Yeah. I'm going to take a lap like, around. Yeah, yeah. I heard a satire sure. thing the other day, they were making fun of charismatics and he was pretending to be a pastor and goes, we're going to read the Bible. And you don't need to do this because you have him in you. Okay. It's, like, it's funny because it's kind of true. true. Yeah, like there's, yeah, yeah. There's people that genuinely believe that. And then I think that's the danger is when we don't have like the, the biblical, again, foundation of our belief systems and we just rely totally on the experience. Nice. Dude, I think that's good that you brought in this kind of balance because my initial take, like whenever you sent that text, I'm like, yes, I'm much more in the field of continuing to do the same thing. It's uh -huh. not experiential. Maybe I got burned out. I went to ORU. Yeah. I grew up in, you know, those environments, those churches right. where I did feel like there was maybe intentional, unintentional, emotional manipulation. Uh -huh. um, no, and, you know, people can leave feeling a little bit burned or scarred by those experiences. Yeah. And the also experience say, of experiences. I know people who experience those and don't love the Lord anymore. Yeah. Because it was a one-time thing. Like sure. they, they felt the Lord at a fall revival and then there was no pursuit of anything after that. I mean, if that, yeah, again, if that's your foundation, it's like what happens when that mm -hmm. dries up is, you know, is this truly food that and water that I will drink and never become thirsty again? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'm thirsty again. I'm looking yeah. for the thing and I'm not seeing it. Right. Um, but I did, you know, because that's where I started, I was like, okay, I want to balance it out. What's the other side? Uh -huh. I remember we memorized Romans 12 back at Shepherd's Fold. Right. Um, you know, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. And then it, it goes on, you know, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Right. right? So there is text in the scripture that recognizes, you know, you're going to be right. on fire. We use that yeah. a lot. Like you are going to be passionate at times right. and like you not lacking in that zeal, I don't think looks like 
maybe the way that we would initially interpret and think like I'm, I'm gung-ho and I'm running, I'm chasing everything down sure. like, with a full intensity. But here in the scripture, it is actually giving us uh, a call to action, like negligence in, in serving God. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we don't, if we're not practicing on a, on a consistent basis, it is going to like decrease that spiritual fervor right and um we have to like remain consistent we yeah. have to set up systems to kind of follow yeah 100 percent. i think that's so good and really i, I think the really the key in all this is, is again just like balance and yeah. um, like i said i'm all about the experiences but one of the things that i was reading in a little bit when we when i had sent this over yesterday yeah. was in first peter and in first peter 315 it says but in your hearts honor christ the lord as holy always being prepared to make defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Nice. So that's good. So in my it's almost like convicting too yeah, for me. So it's just like I know so many people and they are so on fire for the Lord. Yeah. Like let's let's reach the nations with the gospel. Yes. Yeah. Like let's just let's go love people well. Sure. And I've asked those people, hey can you articulate the gospel? Like if I was an unbeliever. Like, yeah. Share the gospel. Like how would you do it? Yeah. And they, like, there's not a single scripture that they can bring into that. It's all experience-based, and it's all about them and the things that the Lord has done for them, which, again, great. Necessary. But those experiences, they, and if we're going to share the gospel with someone, we can't just share our experiences. We yeah. have to couple that with the truth of the gospel nice. that we see in scripture. We have to be ready to give the defense for our hope, yeah. like, like we're called to, again, here in the Bible. Yeah. So it's just this idea of, like, gospel fluency and knowing what you believe and being prepared to make a defense as to like why you're on fire. Mm. Like your experience and saying, I just love the Lord. I'm so on fire. It's just like, it's just not good enough when it comes to like engaging in a lost and broken world. I like, I know normally our format, like we'll talk about different points and then kind of at the end, I feel like we, we mentioned, so what's applicable, what's something I can do now. I kind of just want to skip to the end part for this right now, just to make sure we don't miss it. Yeah. Um, Because I think it's really helpful to break down, yeah, I, I've had these experiences in the past and I want to be able to articulate what the Bible does say about yeah. this. So where do I start? Like, how do I um, begin the process of training myself and, and building up like a solid defense yeah. in a good case outside of just telling my stories? What would you say to that? Yeah, I think one, like, be a student of the word, like make an effort. Uh, I'll, I'll always preach the importance of spiritual disciplines in the sense of like, what are you doing every day to foster like and, and keep kindling your relationship with the Lord? Like, what's your prayer life look like? But also, like, what time are you spending in the Word? Mm-hmm. Because it's hard for you to maintain that fire or even, again, know how to control that fire and, and discern like what's God's voice and, and what isn't His if you don't have a good understanding of the Scripture. Man, so I think if you genuinely are like, man, I don't, no, I think one challenge I've given to a lot of guys that I mentor is, hey, next time we get together, I want you to be able to articulate the gospel to me with verses, with your experiences, coupled all together. Start there. I'm not going to tell you where to go in the Bible. Go online if you need to. Search verses about Jesus dying. Like, whatever you need to yeah. do. Learn how to articulate the gospel and study just that and start there. And I think that's the very most basic thing that I would say is one of the most important things to be able to do. Yeah. Um, I had an exercise last year with my apprenticeship group. So Uh I'm the youngest one there. It's kind of this multi-generational breakdown. It's great. Honestly, everybody has a benefit. The older folks get to share with us young folk and us young folk. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're bringing the energy and telling about the things that we were engaged in and what's going on. Um, but we were challenged with the same thing. And, and at the very beginning of our first meeting where we got together for this session, uh, we were 
given the challenge of mm -hmm. articulating the Old Testament in two minutes. Ooh, yeah. So, you know, there's specific stories that come to mind and then huge gaps that kind of ended up getting yeah. left out. And maybe even like the Old Old Testament, you're thinking, like, I mean, it's, let's get to the good part. Let's get to the New yeah. Testament. But this is a very necessary like component. It, like, it's there. Like it, it's there for a We reason. need to be able, we don't just say like, ah, it's only that part that yeah. I'm going to focus on. So uh, having that, and then, you know, we, we yeah. even lengthened it to, to five minutes whenever we did the whole Bible in combination. And then the challenge we were uh, left with was to find some images or some hallmarks that are present, mm -hmm. symbols um, in Scripture to kind of keep us on track. Huh. And whenever we end up posting this, I want to, you know, post a link or, or at least reference uh, the toolkit that we ended up using for that. Because right. there are just like some great pictures that, you know, starting with the tree uh, in the Garden of Eden and creation mm -hmm. and recognizing uh, that God is all powerful beyond the scope of time. That's a necessary foundational structure of belief, knowing where we came from. Right. Um, and it's presented in the Old Testament. There's right. a lot of stuff that happens, the fall of man mm -hmm. uh, in the creation story. Right. Um, and it's all a necessary lead up yeah. and building into like the, the person need, of need Jesus. For the gospel starts. Yeah, Isn't right. It? That's my thing. You can't show the gospel and just start at Jesus coming. Like, no, you have to yeah, like why? The, like the Old Testament he that connects, introduces yeah. our, our need for the gospel. And, and Jesus is referenced and mentioned so many times in the Old Testament. So, so him coming is the fulfillment of those mm -hmm. promises. So. Yeah, we have to like start even with the Old Testament if I'm yeah. trying to articulate my faith and my belief structure to someone who the idea is completely foreign. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I just think there's so many, again, even past just the the bigger realm of like gospel fluency and knowing how to, to articulate the gospel. It's also important to just like have opinions on the things that a lot of people label as like not important. I think the tendency if you don't have an opinion on something is like. I mean, like, let's not get caught up in the details. Sure. Let's just like love each other. I don't want to be combative. Yeah, let's just, yeah. Let's just I love each care, other. care for you. Yeah. And, and here's what I think that's dangerous. There's a few different examples that I think of. So if someone's asking you about something like, uh, okay, like let's let's roll with that idea of like let's love each other. Okay. Okay. Like, what's your what's your definition of love? Yeah. And I'd bet ten out of ten. Not ten out of ten. A lot of times people are not going to give you a biblical definition of love. Say, hey, God is love, so that just means I'm affirming. I accept you how you are. I don't require you to change at all. Like, let's let's look at what God does in the Bible. God wipes out the entire earth because they're living in sin in the Old Testament with the flood. He kills Ananias and Sapphira and Acts in the New Testament because they're dishonest to the Holy Spirit. So if we're going to say God is love and you're going to build your theology around, hey, like, let's just love everybody. You better be pretty sure that you, like, know what it means to love everybody biblically. Nice. So it's just like, you don't know what it means to love people biblically if you don't, again, get in the Word and like yeah. understand and formulate an opinion on like what biblical love looks like. Yeah. So I, you're saying uh, loving people is just utter destruction? Listen, yeah. man. Not, <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I, I know. It's a, big, it's a big one to... Because that could fall back on like, somebody, if someone were to ask you about abortion, like, yeah, I'm pro-life. Mm -hmm. And I think even that terminology is dangerous because someone who's a non-believer could come around and poke and be like, hey, well, God's not pro-life. Like, God killed people. And then you're like... Well, he did. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought about that before. Yeah. And then you're sitting thinking, I don't know how to reconcile this because I'm just so on fire for God, but I never thought yeah. about the little details. I'm kind of just yeah, adopting platitudes yeah. And, and maybe just borrowing thoughts from others, which we do. We borrow thoughts from Not others. Even like I've, I've got a thought that I like to borrow. Have you ever read uh, Eugene Peterson? Uh, he has a long obedience in the same direction. Oh. Number one, I just love that title. And that's a book yeah. I highly recommend reading, okay, uh, especially in light of yeah, this conversation. Okay. This guy, while not, you know, scripture, 
uh, I think does a great job at synthesizing information yeah. that scripture does offer. Yeah. So even in this, you know, uh, conversation, um, I think he says, you know, there's a great market for religious experience in our world. There is little enthusiasm for the patient acquisition of virtue. You were talking about holiness earlier. Little inclination to sign up for a long apprenticeship in what earlier generations of Christians called holiness. Mm. Um, so like his, you know, like the idea that he's presenting to us uh, in this book is really, yeah, there's not that stoking of that fire um, is necessary um, to, you know, continue burning, but that chasing after that flame or those experiences, like really our, our culture, our Christian culture isn't pushing for that. Right. Like the, the things, you know, that are marketable and, mm -hmm. and pop off on our you know, Instagram accounts uh, are things of, you know, great visual aids and then huge challenges and go change 100%. the entire world. Um, and that can leave you a little bit stuck. I had a, a professor at ORU that actually yeah. like talked with me about this and he said, you know, I, I do think that there's a great call and a good push for all of our students to, you know, want to be open to what the Lord has for them. But what if the Lord's call to you is to take care of your sickly mother for 15 years? Wow. Yep. And, you know, you're a little bit like, I, it's, it's a daily consistency mm -hmm. of me just showing up and caring for someone who raised me. But, you know, like I don't, I'm not winning souls around here. Like, so how do I take the two of those things, the thing I've been chasing down for a while and... Now this opportunity mm -hmm. where I feel God has called me to serve and right. care for and love, honor my mother. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. And let me say, I don't even think it's it's necessarily even bad to like listen to other people's thoughts and oh, about yeah, yeah, them yeah, as yeah. your own. But I think in that, you need to be able to hear someone's thought and think about it through a biblical context and say, hey, do I agree with this? Yeah. I think about that every Sunday when I go to my church. Nice. Like just because it's my church doesn't mean I'm automatically going to agree with everything. Yeah, fair, they clean say. pass. Yeah. Just because they have a good media team for the posts you see on Instagram does not mean you have to believe it and adopt it as your theology. Nice. Like think about things critically and know what you believe. Know what you believe, and then from there look at the lens of like, okay, what am I building the foundation of my faith on? What was that quote that I had that was really good? Okay, know what you believe and believe what you know. Nice. So like if you're gonna know what you believe, then build your foundation on that after you've come to like, you've done the research, you've come to that conclusion biblically, then you can build your foundation. Cool, I like, backwards. yeah, that same uh, principle I think is really healthy. You've, you've talked about this, like you have to have an opinion formed yeah. on these kind of different topics that we like to skirt around. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I don't know who to attribute this to, but it's something I've said and I hope to continue to practice, mm -hmm. but it's stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Oh yeah, yeah Right, yeah. like I, I, I have to, and even Jordan Peterson talks a little bit about somewhere along the line, we do draw a somewhat arbitrary line. Mm -hmm. um, and that line, maybe we could get nudged over this way a little bit, maybe we could get nudged away this way, but principally, we have to make a decision based on all the information that has come our way uh, and say, this is what I believe and what I stand for. And in this event, this is how I would act. Or this is what I believe is appropriate to mm -hmm. act. Or this is what I believe God's instruction for me right. to act are clearly defined as. Sure. Um, and if we don't, yeah, then you know, it's like, ah, I could be swayed. I could continue mm -hmm. down a slippery slope right. of decision making. 
and then we're kind of caught. Like, yeah. what, what, what faith am I even practicing? Who am I even following? Yeah. Where and, and is my source is. of information coming from? Yeah, I think that's the big question that you see with so many young adults is because they never had a foundation and some of the other stuff was experience-based. They get to a point in their young 20s where it just doesn't start to check out because they don't understand, like, biblically that it's not always going to make sense. And yeah. It's not always going to be sure. something that you can reconcile or even that you're okay with. Yeah. And then from there, it's like, well, what am I even doing here? Yeah. And it's like why well, we have young people like running away from the church in droves because they they don't under like they don't have an understanding of of biblically what it means to be a follower of Christ. Dude, even even for that, as we're we're talking about being challenged by Scripture and, okay. and things inside of there, I personally just feel convicted because I am reading Scripture um, for the sake of like. I know it's good for me, yeah. Uh, and because there's a, a small group that we meet with, and we're, we're kind of working through uh, Mark right now, looking at some of the different miracles yeah. Jesus performed, and kind of breaking down. And we have that question this week that I still don't have like an answer for. What is challenging, like your perception of God, uh, your understanding of who He is? I don't have one. So even now, I'm like thinking, yeah, I I do need to sit down and be more disciplined in in my read. To, to try to peel back some of these layers. I feel like sometimes when I am in the, like a good season or maybe right. just an in-between season that I operate a little bit in autopilot mm. uh, and maybe I'm not open to kind of chasing down those thoughts. Like maybe I quickly brush past whatever I was reading because it's like, yeah, that's weird that he killed 400 people. Great. So glad right, Jesus so came. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, uh, man, like, no, I think I should sit there and allow yeah. God to continue to reveal his character to me because I do believe he is good. Mm -hmm. And if he is good, how do I reconcile this yeah. other part that maybe typically I would associate as bad mm -hmm. or destructive or uh, not a part of his character? When it clearly is, it's written in the book. So yeah. this is good. I just, that conviction is yeah. welcome. You want to play a fun game that I thought of a few weeks ago? Sure. I think it goes along well with this. Yeah, let's play a fun so game. I have, I, have, I have four quotes here. No, oh, yes. I have four quotes. All right. And some of them are from Buddhist, and some of them are from celebrity pastors. Oh, gosh, here dude. In I am going to fail and so hard. So I think in this, we need to know, again, we'll think about what's being taught. Yeah. We'll think about maybe, okay, maybe do I agree with some of this stuff? Gosh, right, dude, so, uh, my strategy, even before we get started, uh -huh. I'm probably just going to pick like, the, the opposite, opposite, and then, you know, I don't uh -huh. know. Like, yeah, it's okay. not going to work. We'll see what happens. All right, the first one, don't rush anything. When the time is right, it'll happen. Yeah. I mean, here's my feeling, like, it should be the Buddhist, but it's the Christian. Okay, so what's your answer? You think of that? What's your answer? <laughs> Say it again. Say it again for the people in the back. Don't rush anything. When the time is right, it'll happen. Okay, I'm going to start with Christian. Okay, that is a direct quote from Buddha. Oh, <laughs> come on! Okay, all right, good. Okay, uh, quote number two. Being poor is a frame of mind. Oh, man. Wait, I have a new strategy now. I just want to bat 500 Christian. That's, okay, wait. Do you know how to do the bleep sound effect? Yeah, I can make it's it Mike happen. Todd. Oh, I want you to bleep it out. Okay, all right. Okay, good. I've asked some people that, and they haven't gotten that one right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a disciplined mind brings happiness. That's got to be Buddhist, baby. That is Buddha. Okay, okay good. I'm good. You're good with Buddha. Right. Yeah, yeah. Last one. Ask for what you want and be prepared to get it. Yeah, I can see that being a Christian. Yeah, yeah, that's a Buddhist. Okay. Well, oh! <laughs> Not, you know, it's like a knock at yeah. you, that kind of thing. It's yeah. tricky, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Do you see like how close some of the overlap is? What's totally. being taught? Yeah, and that's the why it's so important that we know 
what we believe. So yeah. then when we hear stuff that doesn't quite check out, we can be, uh, for lack of a better terminology, like our BS meter is kind of like, yep. okay, I don't know about that. Yeah. And like, hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing to be critical, not in the sense of you're tearing down a specific person who's speaking, but being critical in the sense of you're, you're examining their ideas biblically and then having conversations with people and about whether you agree with it or not. Mm. I think that's actually a good thing. I think it is. Yeah, we, we do want to invite those conversations. And even I think about some of my friendships in high school. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my best friends, my junior and senior year at school, because I had a great set of friends that we all went to church together. Uh-huh. We all went to different schools, and that was awesome. Uh-huh. Um, but at school, I had a, a friend who was uh, agnostic and then another friend who was uh atheist okay. and so we have the three and honestly i really appreciated their friendships because uh-huh. we cared about one another right. and were willing to talk through some of the belief stuff i mean honestly sometimes we did hit the point where i was like man agree to disagree because yeah. i don't i don't know where we're gonna go from here sure uh but honestly when my friend who was an atheist uh and then my friend who was agnostic and kind of just you know a little bit more of a hands-off approach hit me with something that was outside of my comfort like yeah the bible says that uh it's, it's good it no it is really good oh, it, yeah. it it pushed awesome. me to want to go to the word and make sure that i had a solid defense yeah. that i had something that i could it wasn't just inherited right. from my parents or that other people had said but i, I went straight to the source mm-hmm. uh and was prepared yeah yeah i'm really grateful for those uh friendships those guys back in high school yeah uh, one last verse that I've got, and then if you've got other verses or stuff, but my last verse is in Second Timothy three. Um, oh dang, bro! You, you get, do you have Second Timothy? Second Timothy two, but yeah, oh, come on, oh, yeah, all right. Uh, so I, I had fourteen through seventeen, but I'll just read the last two. Uh, you've probably heard this before. All scriptures breathed out by God and profitable nice. for teaching, for reproof, okay, okay, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Hmm. So all of those things come from our study of Scripture and our understanding of Scripture, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Nice. So we can't be equipped for every good work without Scripture, which is God-breathed. Right there. Dang, uh, like, that's good. It is what it is. And reproof, what do you, what kind of definition are we using for that word? Uh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Because then you can get so down in the translations. What do you think of when you hear reproof? Well, uh, man, I am trying to think about it in the context of Correction and reproof are two different things. Yes. So I think more of like an internal, like mm-hmm. if I'm going to correct somebody, that's maybe an external force. And then reproof, that's more of an internal. Yeah, my thought was reproof is kind of just like, okay internally looking at what do I believe and then when we when we read scripture we see that like scripture like the the word of God is alive and active yeah like it's the only book that reads us back so it allows the Holy Spirit to come in and to convict us and to nice to reproof us as we're reading it very good okay yeah I'm on board with that yeah. I should probably I go look up that same. word I don't know if I've used reproof in the com- a conversation maybe not maybe ever just used it. Uh, but no you Either did way. yeah no I love it um so I'll read mine yeah. I, I think yours is Actually, a better close, but uh, <laughs> since we mentioned it, I, I want to go yeah. and read it. Just, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. So, uh, you know, the character of God, he's always working in our lives. If we're not spending time to mm-hmm. hear from him, to listen about what, what's yeah. actively being worked on, uh, we may miss some things that he wants to share. And it might take a little bit longer for that message to get clearly communicated. So just another call to action for us, for me, for you, um, 
to spend that time in the Word, spend time with the Lord so He can reveal Himself. And man, yeah, if we're not practicing that um, faithful consistency, uh-huh. it's really just going to have an impact on us that would be less than ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to continue to exercise those disciplines by default, by my natural characteristics. Uh, I have always been a, a spontaneous person. Mm-hmm. And that now I've adopted a lot of different models. One of the best things, again, from Shepherd's Fold that I took away was just having that sheet uh-huh. where I would book yeah. appointments one-on-one with people. I do that now, like having availability and yeah. talking about this is when I'm available, making sure I have plans to actually read scripture before I go into my small group. Right. I need that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that's good, like recognizing where, yeah. where, where your natural personality is and how you want to train to become mm-hmm. that person that you want to, not just complain about, ah, that's not naturally me. I'm a seven. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't really yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. I, and again, I'd reaffirm, like, I think the experiences are great. I'm charismatic. I love the expression of the gifts of the spirit. Yeah. I love it. I would... I, <laughs> Like, I used to laugh at the, the girls in chapel that would twirl the flags, the flags yeah, and yeah. stuff. Ten out of ten times, I would rather people be twirling flags in worship than sitting there with coffee in one hand, sure. hand in the pocket in the other, yeah. in the words. Yep. Ten out of ten times. Nice. Yeah. I love it. So, again, experiences aren't bad. I love the experiences. I think they're essential to our faith. But we just we have to have a good understanding and know why we believe in the expression of the gifts. We have to know why we believe all these things. So, that's just my reaffirmation so people don't think... Gosh, my head just is a jerk who nah, wants to tell me dude, I don't know what I'm no, doing. No, I think, I think it's a good call. Um, and I think, yeah, the, the flag twirling, there there are different expressions of yeah. that worship. And I don't think it's worship, you know, for ourselves so that we can feel, but it is an expression of God, of mm-hmm. you know, submission of glorifying His name. So, um, yeah, understanding what we're doing when we're worshiping. It's not about me. Um, but I am so grateful to God for the good things that He does provide in worship because I do know, like, even this last week, man, we had a a girl get baptized at church, and God gave me the gift of tears Mm -hmm. when she got baptized. That's awesome. Like, that for me was just so refreshing. I I was even just trying to logically process, like, why Why am I crying? Honestly, I don't even know this little girl, Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen hundreds of baptisms before, but God just gave me a little peek back into the curtain of heaven uh, about that invitation that all of us have been extended mm-hmm. uh, and that maybe we're even challenged to extend to others, to right. bring them into the folds of the family. And that, you know, she uh, had just such an articulate description as a little, you know, nine-year-old girl mm-hmm. of what being welcomed into the family and the body of Christ right. looks like. So, That's awesome. so good. I, I, I do love, I, I want to make sure that we do mention like, yeah, yeah that is we are grateful for oh, when so when grateful. when heaven does touch earth, and um, we are you know taking those steps towards a new heaven and a new earth. Man, we we, we really do love uh, when God gives us His little gifts. So mm-hmm. I love it, man. That's good good yeah. talk, good stuff. Well, hey, love you guys. We'll see you later. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>